Morning is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Tom's flying solo today. Well, you no, got I'm a, not. Oh, well, I'm with you, but you're you're going to be doing most of the talking like you always do. That's a good thing. Well, I wanted to play this for the late great Charlie Daniels. Turn it up a little. I was in college when the Southern Rock um, phenomena hit the South primarily. I was in a little school in Tennessee, and uh, Charlie Daniels was one of the leaders of it, along with Leonard Skinner, Elvin Bishop. Sitting on a bale of hay. So, and what they don't say about Charlie Daniels in the newspaper, at least they didn't in the Nashville paper, was about his tremendous Christian faith, which towards the end of his life uh, was the, the biggest thing going for him. All right, I'm going to read a scripture here. This is from uh, John 8, verse starting at verse 21. Then Jesus again said unto them, I go my way, and you shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. He's talking to the Pharisees here who are arguing with him and telling him that he is not who he says he is that they are the ones uh, that are the chosen people. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he saith, whither I go, you cannot come. And he said to them, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I said, therefore, unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Then said they unto unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then Jesus said unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he. By lifting up, he means on the cross. And that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. 
and he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. In other words, it's not enough just to believe on me. You have to follow me and do my will. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, you shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say to you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. I'm going to leave it at that. I have some stories today. Um, I uh, was just on, uh, gone for uh, a little bit and um, spent time praying and uh, reading scripture and listening to uh, people that I think are, are good uh, people to listen to on, on YouTube. Lots of podcasts, too. Yeah, exactly. A lot of them. One of them is a guy named Eric Metaxas, who is a Christian radio host in uh, New York City. Spell that for him. M-E-T-A-X-A-S. Aren't you glad I asked you to spell it? That uh, they never Eric found him. E R I C. And uh, one of the things that I listened to was uh, his interview with a guy named Jonathan Kahn, who is um, Jonathan is a pastor at a, a Messianic Jewish congregation in Wayne, New Jersey. And has written um, several books and and speaks regularly. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get him on this show at some point. Um, but he he talks about uh, biblical um, prophecy and how it is coming uh, alive today. And uh, the the things that we're seeing today that are just amazing. Um, and Jonathan is is going to have a, a thing in uh, uh, D.C. next year. Uh, no, sorry, this fall, uh, September 26th, um, called the the return and. Uh, it's going to be dedicated to um, fasting and prayer and bringing people into um, repentance and revival. So if you look at what's going on in the world today, um, 
you have to conclude, if you're a Christian, that we're in a spiritual battle for the soul of our nation. And um, it, it's getting more intense every day. But those who are people of faith uh, have to kind of knuckle down and get before the Lord and trust that um, that he's going to bring them through. And you have to trust God for everything. That's what I have found is that it's a, it isn't a, a part-time uh, endeavor. It's an, it's an all-time endeavor. And uh, just like Jesus was speaking to the Jews that didn't believe in him, he tells them in uh, chapter 44 of John 8 uh, that your father is the devil. And whenever he speaks, he speaks a lie because he is a liar and the father of lies. And we're seeing things go on today that can only be contrived and put together by the father of lies. Uh, things that are being said um, about our president, uh, about people of faith, it can only be coming from the dark side. And if you read scripture, Jesus, when he came back from the dead and was resurrected, broke, completely broke and destroyed the power of Satan. He absolutely laid him uh, out, and he has no power over people that are Christians. And um, that's the good news. Uh, the hard part is appropriating that and, and living that uh, in your life on a daily basis. Let me get to a few of these um, stories. Here's one of them that is kind of creepy, but this guy I think is, is, is a little creepy, and that is uh, Don Lemon who's a host on CNN. Uh, this is from Christian Headlines by Milton Quintanilla. In a discussion over America's founding fathers with fellow CNN host Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon stressed that all of humanity, including Jesus, was fallible. On Monday's broadcast of CNN Tonight with Don Lemon, Lemon noted that a lot of Americans learn about that a lot of what Americans learn about history is propaganda and needs to be revised, the Washington Examiner reports. Lemon went on to address the criticisms that were being made over the removal of statues, including from President Trump, his supporters, and some very well meaning liberals. 
Lemon proposed that people should take the statue removals into consideration rather than operate out of fear that the riders were taking it too far. In other words, it's okay for them to be destroying property, breaking the law, tearing down things that uh, have been there forever, ruining and destroying history. That's okay, according to Don Lemon. So Lemon mused, why not have the mindset of, well, maybe we should be taking down some of these statues. Yeah, and let the writers do it. The CNN anchor then told Cuomo that Americans were deifying, in other words, making godlike, the country's founders instead of recognizing that no human being is perfect. To further his argument, Lemon used Jesus as his primary example of someone who admittedly was not perfect. Quote, Jesus Christ, if that's who you believe in, Jesus Christ admittedly was not perfect when he was here on this earth, Lemon asserted. So why are we deifying the founders of this country, many of whom owned slaves? Meanwhile, Cuomo, a professing Roman Catholic, stood, silent, stood silently without rebuttal. Uh, and you can imagine, you know, A lot of guys out there took the bait. Pastor Robert Jeffress of the 14,000-member First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas, shared his thoughts on Lemon's remarks on, Fo on Fox News. Don Lemon's comments are, first of all, heretical, Jeffress told Fox News, and it contradicts the most basic tenet of the Christian faith and demonstrates how tone-deaf the left is to faith issues. Well, well, okay, Mr. Pastor Jeffers, of course we know that. You know, it's, it's interesting when, when this happens, these guys with these big churches and these talking heads, they're so predictable. They, you know, oh, that's heresy. Our founding fathers, like all of us, were imperfect human beings, Jeffers added, but Jesus Christ was different than any other man that lived. And as the founder of our faith, he had to be perfect. Agreed. The Bible makes it explicitly clear that Jesus was in fact perfect as he lived a sinless life. The only way, you know, for people to be re reconciled to God the Father is through his son, Jesus Christ, who knew no sin. You know, to a non-Christian, you might as well be, uh, they're not going to process that. I like what Tony Dungy had to say. Tony Dungy, the ex-coach, this is from another article. Please read the Bible, Tony Dungy says. He, of course, Don Lemon's not going to read the Bible. But I like his 
impassioned defense of the faith. Football, and this is by Michael Faust, ChristianHeadlines.com contributor. Football commentator and well-known Christian Tony Dungy defended the sinlessness of Christ in a series of tweets last week after CNN's Don Lemon said Jesus was not perfect. We know what Don Lemon said. So Tony Dungy said, when one person alleged that a lot of stuff didn't make it into the Bible due to human interference, and a lot more has been creatively edited, said Dungy, if you don't agree with the fact that Jesus was sinless on earth, then you can throw out the whole Bible because that's the premise that Christianity stands on. Now, I like that. Dungy added, just investigate what Jesus said about himself and make up your own decisions. Don't be influenced by what me or anybody else thinks. Make up your own mind. There you go. You're going to have to stand before the Lord and answer for what you believed and whether you did his will or not. <coughs> That's basically what Tony Dungy's saying. Another person said uh, Lemon's point was focused on the founding fathers and statues and not Christ. Dungy tweeted, as I said, I don't even know the point he was trying to make, but his original statement is wrong. We can't let him just throw around wrong information. There you go. When one person wrote, it's debatable that Jesus even existed, Dungy retorted, no debate at all on the existence of Jesus. Just look at your secular history books. Even your time is divided into B.C. and A.D. Was that paying homage to some fictional cartoon character? Several people said they agreed with Lemon about Jesus. To them, Dungy tweeted, please read the Bible. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21, New Living Translation. So, you know, uh, there's been a lot of attacks on churches lately. Eric Metaxas, who I'll mention again, was on Tucker Carlson's show the other day. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why uh, the Christian leadership don't come out stronger about these attacks on Christian houses of worship. The Catholic Church in California that burned down. Uh, they burned the Virgin Mary. They, they've been on a lot of Catholic churches, but it's a Christian problem. And uh, why is it that Christian leaders don't step out and say more? I have some suspicion about it. And I will share that.
in the next half hour. We still got some time. About a minute and a half. Okay. You know, we're all going to have to get, if we're Christians, more ready to defend the faith when it comes under attack. One of the questions I asked you when you were listening to the, and I was listening to them also, was, you know, the everybody needs to, to start praying and repenting. Uh, even for those who aren't not going to, not capable of, because we've got to cover everyone to try to get this whole thing shored up. Because it's... Um, well, that's a that's a theological discussion we can yeah, have. Yeah, but it, well, it's just it it's there, we're in weary times. We yeah, are in weary weary you. times. But we have to be strong, and strong through God. We can go to a break now. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group, coming to you from our studios on Main Street. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is what's happening. The requirement that people wear face masks. Many of you do not like the mask requirement. On WLAP. People should be wearing masks. I think I was wearing a mask before it was cool. Get the latest update. To the virus. The virus of American division and federal incompetence. Check in two, three, four times today. We will have a vaccine. Russians attempts to hack coronavirus vaccine. Facilities. This. School should be open. The man who refuses to ask for direction. Is News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Are you interested in keeping your business local? At Dupree Financial Group, we don't share a large percentage of our revenues with a big firm in New York or elsewhere that has a corporate agenda that doesn't include Kentucky. And because we keep our revenues local, we are able to invest in our local research and client service efforts. We believe the investment business is best when it is personal and local. For a free analysis of your retirement investment portfolio, call us at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, please be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings from 7 to 9 at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. Revelation 7, 9 through 10 says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, and palm branches were in their hands. And they cry out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This scripture to me is a beautiful picture of all races, languages, and ethnicities worshiping God together. I believe this is God's dream for His people. Jesus told us to pray that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're not perfectly there yet at Trinity Hill, but we do have believers from over 40 nations who are members of our church, and our worship services more and more reflect God's dream. Are you interested in worshiping in a church like this? I'm Steve Drury, Senior Pastor of the Trinity Hill United Methodist Church, located at the corner of Tate's Creek and Armstrong Mill Roads. I hope you will come and worship with us this Sunday. 
Do you know you might be overpaying for your Medicare supplement plan? Do you get lost in an alphabet maze of plans like A, B, C, D, and G, F? Would you like help getting out of the maze and finding the very best plan for you? We are experienced Medigap agents at Health IQ, and we are on a mission to give people like you fair and square Medigap rates. Health IQ is the only insurance agency that rewards seniors proactively working on their health, like eating right and exercising. You don't have to be an athlete to save money. We reward healthy lifestyles of all kinds. Do you take your vitamins and supplements? Do you stay active and in the know about things that impact your health? If so, you could save money with Health IQ. Let us help you take care of your Medicare supplement needs. To see if you qualify for exclusive savings on Medicare supplement insurance, go to healthiq.com slash Medigap. To start saving, go to healthiq.com slash Medigap. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-I-Q dot com slash M-E-D-I-G-A-P. Health IQ is an agency offering plans from different insurance carriers. No government or Medicare affiliation. Coverage and special rates not available in all counties or cases. This is the Kentucky News Network. The Kentucky Supreme Court Friday afternoon said Governor Andy Bashir's COVID-19 related orders can stay in effect as legal arguments will soon be heard. Bashir said he was relieved. That means all the orders, including the mask order, are currently in effect and will be until everything can be fully argued and briefed in front of the Supreme Court. Bashir says there are 531 new cases of COVID-19 in Kentucky. That's the state's third highest one-day total. Today we're also reporting eight new deaths related to COVID-19. And he says more kids are getting infected. Ten children under five have COVID-19. He says three of them are under one year old. I'm Suzanne Duvall. The Louisville Courier-Journal reporting that Breonna Taylor was alive after Louisville Metro Police shot her back in March. They say it took 20 minutes before she received any medical treatment. I'm Sean Gallagher. This is the Kentucky News Network. Community Trust Bank is pleased to announce that all of our branch office lobbies are now open during regular business hours. We remain committed to the health and safety of our communities and are committed to maintaining a safe environment for both our employees and our customers. The drive through at all of our branches remain open during regular business hours. You can also make an appointment with our staff by calling your local branch. For location, hours, and phone number of your local branch, please visit our website, ctbi.com. Community Trust Bank, building communities built on trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey, it's Tony Vernetti from the Tony and Dwight Show. As Kentuckians, we're getting back on the road, and traffic is increasing. Law enforcement's going to be out this summer during the Blue Lights Across the Bluegrass campaign. The goal always is not to write tickets, but to save lives. So let's do our part. Obey the speed limit. Drive sober. Buckle up and put your phone down. Spare yourself a ticket and possibly a life. Be safe, Kentucky. A message for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. We will continue to hang on to steamy skies across the area on your Saturday. Scattered thunderstorms will go up into the afternoon and evening. Temperatures upper 80s and low 90s with a heat index hotter than that. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. It's happening in just days. Publishers Clearinghouse will be ready to award $7,000 a week for life. That's $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your last chance to win. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. 
Are you on the hunt for a new job? Head on over to WLAP.com and check out the iHeart Virtual Community Job Fair presented by GE Appliances. Don't miss the opportunity to reach local employers hiring right now without having to leave your home. Find jobs right now at WLAP.com. We started Untuck It to create the perfect untucked shirts. Along the way, we had other great ideas like super comfortable polos that come out of the dryer looking crisp, wrinkle-free, and always at that just right length. Choose from our traditional PK, easy wrinkle-free, and performance styles that wick moisture so even when it's hot in the shade, you'll feel cool and dry in an Untuck It polo. Try our famous polos now at untuckit.com or any of our 85-plus stores. Untuck It, shirts designed to be worn untucked. Fold, roll, retract. What are you doing? Writing out a fire safety checklist? No, I'm making a list of the tonneau cover options we carry. This is Brenda Satterwhite with my sons, Jeremy and Justin, from Linex of Kentucky. I hope you have lots of paper because we have more options than you can shake a stick at. Don't shake that pointy stick at me. You can poke my eye out. My point is this. Linex of Kentucky has a tonneau cover to fit any truck for any purpose. And we're glad to give you all the guidance you need if you aren't sure where to begin. The top brands... Including ARE, Retrax, Truck Gear, Xtang, Undercover, and Truxedo. Combined with the best advice, installation, and service. Makes Linex of Kentucky the premier truck cover dealer for miles around. Justin, can you do something with all those scraps of paper? You want me to fold it or roll it up? Just recycle it. Tonneau covers from Linex of Kentucky. Behind the Toyota of Nicholasville, big used car store. 630 WLAP. I know what you're thinking, punk. You're thinking, did he fire six shots or only five? Now, to tell you the truth, I forgot myself and all this excitement. But being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and will blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? <laughs> so my question is, back on the Tom Dupree show, would Dirty Harry be allowed on the police force today? Well, saying since they're gonna, they're trying to defund the police force, there may not be a police force for Dirty Harry to be on, period. All right, I started it with Dirty Harry for a reason. Clint Eastwood hated the bad guys. And the reason was because you could assume that he loved righteousness. He, you know, he was willing to go against the department, go against the mayor, uh, go against people that would tell him to tone it down uh, in order to do what he thought was the right thing. Are you talking in real life or in the dirty hair? In the movies. Okay. Of course, the movies is real life to me. I think Clint Eastwood kind of had a stance on a lot of things. too. So we go and he does, he does as a, as an individual, 
Let's talk a bit about these Christian leaders who don't stand up when churches are being burned and, and things like that. Do you think for a minute if a mosque got burned down by uh, Islamophobic people that the uh, leadership, the imams, would not be up in arms hollering about it, and yet this happens to uh, Christian churches and they don't say anything. And um, My feeling is that many people in, quote, Christian leadership are there to not offend anybody. They're there to keep the horses in the barn, so to speak. Um, and the bigger the church, sometimes the bigger the mandate. Now, I'm not knocking mega churches many mega churches, small churches, any churches. But I'm saying that, you know, there gets to be a situation where uh, you've got too much to lose. And uh, you don't have any dirty Harry's in the ministry. You don't have anybody who'll take your eyes out for um, blaspheming the faith in front of them. Nobody who gets mad that I see when Jesus Christ is being spat upon. I mean, they may be out there. And I'm not saying that they don't exist, but um, that's basically what Eric Metaxas and Tucker Carlson were talking about. These guys are journalists. You know, one of them has a TV show, the other one has a radio show. They were making a big deal about attacks on Christian churches. One of them called it satanic, evil. You know, and, and I think in order to make it through what may be coming in terms of persecution and difficulty, uh, there need to be more people that are like Clint Eastwood. And you might say, well, that's not, uh, you know, turning the other cheek or that's not being very nice or something like that. Sometimes niceness just means getting walked on. So I don't see you arguing with me or agreeing with me. Yeah.
All right. You're not going to say anything. America, persecution is coming, but don't lose heart. Dr. Rex Rogers. The shifting cultural tides in America right now are making many Christians uncomfortable and worried about what they perceive as a rapid erosion of religious freedoms and an ever steeper decline in Christian values. The pillars of conservative Christianity are being shaken, and it's giving many American believers the jitters, asking us what's coming next. Well, there's that scripture that says, those who would live righteous in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. It's right there in the Bible. As America adopts moral relativism as its cultural worldview, Christians are finding themselves increasingly marginalized and in the minority, frequently on the defensive against anti-Christian bias, including accusations of hate and bigotry where Christianity once occupied the seat at the head of America's table. Now it is increasingly denied any seat at the table. This is evident in America's leading opinion shaping institutions, universities, media, government, entertainment, and even athletics. Law, education, the arts, entertainment, culture in everyday life, once guided by a Judeo-Christian consensus, are now floundering in a moral relativism that, in essence, believes in no truth, no objective right and wrong, and thus has no meaning. This is the nihilism that's growing in America right now. A few days ago, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled by the uh, narrowest 5-4 margin that certain safety precautions for abortion clinics were unconstitutional, a crushing blow for pro-life Christians. Several weeks ago, New York City Mayor de Blasio attacked Christian relief agency Samaritan's Purse after the organization set up an emergency field hospital in Central Park coordinated with the Mount Sinai Hospital to care for COVID-19 patients. de Blasio called it very troubling, citing the organization's conservative stance on social issues. In other words, they're they're helping the overflow people that are dying of COVID-19 when New York had that Terrible thing. And it wasn't just de Blasio. It was all kinds of groups that poured out hatred on Franklin Graham and uh, Samaritan's Purse for, for being there to help people. He got the heck out of there. He went to Alaska. Yeah, do you blame him? I can't blame him. Well, and that was really before all the violence broke out, too. If, yeah, it if, was. If, if, if it were now, he'd really get the heck out of there. Because you don't know, somebody might do some kind of terrorist thing to him. It's crazy. As a religious minority in the Middle East, the, 
ironically, the cradle of Christianity, followers of Jesus has wrestled for hundreds of years with how to respond in an environment supercharged with animosity. While none of us goes out looking for trouble, we can be sure that as America moves towards a morally unhinged pagan view of life, trouble will find us. As our culture, like the Pharisees who, Pharisees who had their own agenda, seethes and gnashes its teeth at those connected to Christ, how do we respond? Over centuries, persecution has taught the church in oppressive settings not to return reviling for reviling, but instead to repay hostility and even hate with love that does no harm. So, I don't know, maybe Clint Eastwood is extreme. I just want somebody that stands up for the faith. Harassment that can lead to persecution, while obviously not pleasant, is actually a blessing for those who follow Jesus. As Christ told us, blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets which were before you. How to pray during a pandemic. This is by Yale Eckstein, International Fellowship of Christians and Jews Presidents. This is a very good organization. It is, uh, they, they feed widows, Jewish widows in Russia, people like that. He says, for a moment, it seemed like we were so close in Israel, as in some locations in the U.S., it looked like the coronavirus pandemic had turned a corner in June. But in July, both nations saw a resurgence in new cases and exercising an abundance of caution. Both put the brakes on reopening. This is discouraging for everyone, but it poses unique challenges to people of faith. For months, we have prayed for healing for those who have been affected by this virus and for a swift end to the pandemic. We've made sacrifices for the greater good, isolating ourselves in homes, wearing masks, and even staying away from our churches and synagogues. And we pray too for those suffering from the devastating effects of the lockdown, for those who have lost jobs or businesses, for those whose anxiety and depression has been magnified by isolation, for the children whose education has been put on hold. And now, it may seem like all our prayers and efforts to change God's heart 
and in the pandemic were in vain. In life, we want to see cause and effect. If we are kind to others, we expect them to be kind in return. If we work hard, we expect to receive a fair paycheck. And if we pray with all of our heart, we want our prayers to be answered like they were for Isaac and Rebekah in the book of Genesis, verse, chapter 25, verse 21. At first glance, the account here seems so simple and straightforward. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife, Rebekah, became pregnant. Prayers were offered to God, and in short order were answered. But there's more to the story. We must remember that this wasn't the first time Isaac had prayed for children, nor the second, nor the third. The chapter also tells us that Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah and 60 when she became pregnant. In fact, Isaac and Rebekah had been praying for children for 20 years. Their prayers were answered but in God's time. Throughout 20 long years of devout prayer, they never gave up, keeping the doors open for God to answer them. So often, this is exactly how prayers of petition work in our own lives. Sometimes we pour out our hearts to God and our prayers are answered immediately. However, more often than not, we don't get instant results. And when we don't, It's easy to give up after praying for the same thing over and over and over again. Our efforts may seem futile, but the powerful lesson that we learn from Isaac and Rebecca is that we must press on and press forward with our prayers. The very next prayer may be the one that opens the door. Prayer is a marathon, not a sprint. It's an it's investment, not a transaction. Many truths can be found in the paradox because God is bigger than our limited comprehension. And prayer is one of the biggest paradoxes of all. The most important time to pray is when we feel like giving up. Psalm one thirty. Verse 5 tells us, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. And so we wait, sometimes longer than we want to wait, in expectation that God will provide what we need. We don't lose hope. We persevere. Prayer must be as much of a part of healing our nations as scientific and medical interventions. Every year at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, we actually devote an entire month to focus on prayer. We offer to take the requests of our faithful donors to the Western Wall in Jerusalem, one of the holiest sites in Judaism. And every year we receive tens of thousands of prayer requests from both Christians and Jews. We take this opportunity seriously because we know there is power in prayer. It's like a mighty reservoir. Each prayer that we send up to heaven adds a little bit of water. 
until our heartfelt prayers to God reach the top and the blessings come spilling over the dam. I want to join everyone. I want everyone to join us as we persevere in faith and prayer against this crisis. I hope you will send us your prayers so that we may take them to the Western Wall and appeal to God on your behalf. Together, as we work to heal the world and eradicate this virus, let us use one of the most powerful weapons we have to lift each other up as well. And let us do so secure in the knowledge that God will answer our prayers in his time. Uh, Yale Eckstein, spelled Y-A-E-L, Eckstein, is the president of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Oh, it's a she. Uh, she can be heard on the Fellowship's daily uh, radio program airing on 1,500 stations worldwide. Before her present duties, Yale served as global ministry uh, executive vice president and director of program development and ministry outreach. Based in Jerusalem, Yale is a published writer, leading internet national advocate for persecuted religious minorities and a respected social services professional. As president of the fellowship, she holds the rare distinction of being a woman leading one of America's largest non-for-profit organizations. And they do fantastic work. That's a great place to jump off. We're about out of time for this first hour of the Tom Dupree Show. And I hope you've been inspired to maybe just sit quietly and say some prayers and then listen. Uh, we, we've got a lot, to, a lot to say grace over right now. That's true. But we the, have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, and, and thanks is so important, especially in, in tough times. All right. So the next hour, we're going to have a full house round the table. And we'll be talking about the financial business and industry. So stay tuned, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Stories. Violent crime. We need a police force. Open the schools. Now we're surging back up. Jobs closer to the election. Happening in real time. Exactly what happened. This is real life. This is very real. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree at Dupree Financial Group. Are you tired of your financial institution being closed? That the only way you can communicate with your advisor is through a computer? At Dupree Financial Group, we're doing in-office, face-to-face meetings at your option with our clients and prospects. The volatility and uncertainty of today's financial markets is enough, but it adds insult to injury when you can't visit with your advisor personally. Well, with us, you can. For a free analysis of your retirement investments, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings from 7 to 9 on News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group, 859-233-0400. 
at 859-233-0400 and dupreefinancial.com. 